0: Thank You for listening to Yes Another Podcast on the Real Fun DC app. And as always, you can email us at yesAnotherpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter at YesAnotherPod, and on IG, Yes Another Podcast. Well, it's me and darris the beer gang. Beer, beer, beard gang, beard, beard, beard. You know, Beard gang in the house. You know, my beard has not died. All right. For those who <laughs> for those who've been asking me, which is I've been like kind of like Look here, I don't need to dye my beard. All right, relax. It's like it's like I got you know. Come on, but you know we keeping it we keeping it intact.
1: I have never considered dyeing my beard.
0: Even, even if I if my beard turned all white, which if you're gonna turn all white, I'd rather be like well into my late sixties or seventies, God willing. I'd be kind of blown if like if it started going all white in my forties. Like, I'll be like, all right, come on, like hold on, hold on, hold up. Listen, you know, we, we're doing too much here now, genetics. Uh, because now I'm gonna have to look like Ron Isley from like this past weekend. You know, <laughs> which is not a bad you see, hey you see, have you seen Ron Isley's wife? That girl, that girl like That's... man, that woman is like 35. Ron Isley's about like eighty, at least pushing eighty seven. He's not he's not eighty seven. I mean, how old is how old is Ron Isley? <laughs>
1: Just going on, on that for man. I mean, Ron Isley is.
0: It's this, this Mr. Big. How you doing, Mr. Big? Ron Isley? Ron Isley
1: is seventy-nine. Oh, so I was fairly close. You weren't that. You weren't that far off. You know, Kelly's telling me that you're sleeping with
0: another woman. <laughs> Just because she sees me for her doesn't
1: mean I'm sleeping with her. I
0: don't think we have claim for that song, so let me stop.
1: We do not. We do not. We might want to leave the singing to Mr. Uh, Isley himself.
0: <laughs> Before we get an email from from, <laughs> from the Isley Brother. Look here, player. I don't know who this is and what it's a yap, but you gonna stop singing my stuff. Shut your trap. <laughs> What's going on, Darius?
1: <laughs> oh man, nothing, man. It's uh it's been an interesting week. You know, uh, you know where I work. We obviously we carry the the Nationals games, and Nats started their season this week. So I've had I've had like these these days where I, my day is my work day is shortened because the Nats take over, the Nationals take over our, our broadcast airwaves. So um, I've had a couple of those short days this week. I had one full shift this week. I got another short day tomorrow. It's been it's been a weird week, but I've got I'm using those short days to get things done be productive you know gotten some some uh adulting stuff done up out, uh, out the way this week i went i went out to micro center got a new monitor for my for my computer that's coming soon i'm really excited about that hey. so uh it's been a productive week despite it being a weird work week
0: yeah i'll I think about you too because i was like when i'm watching the now you were Game, thinking about me Aww. don't 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 <laughs> don't get sentimental here it's, foolish boy, but i was thinking like man because we used to work these nats games and i low-key kind of miss working those games because it was a great opportunity and and of course those days are over now with covid and all that stuff you know like you know things happen uh so but sitting back and watching the game like man i just remember how much yeah we had to be there very early Oh yeah. Very early for those those games, you know, in the game, you just gotta hope and pray that it's not an extra ending game. Because guess what? I think there was one game that was an extra ending game. I was like, I think there was a rain delay, and then we were just <laughs> the guys came from like the booth and were like, hey, y'all can just go home, man. This is <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry about it sticking around. Just, just go home.
1: Well, that's because the nationals are the worst team in the league when it comes to how to handle a rain delay, slash how to predict. Uh, or excuse me, how to view the weather channel to know when rain is going to happen and when it's actually going to pour down. Uh, The Nats are last in the league when it comes to handling those Yes, they
0: are. They've they've blown several, several nights where it's like, dog, this game should have been canceled. Yeah. Or, or, you know, you could have got this game in if you didn't push the time back.
1: Mhm. You know, so like this Oh is a- my goodness. There've been so many times where they have called, they have postponed or I guess I can't say postponed because postponed means they actually push the game back to the next day. Yeah. But uh where they delay the start time, where they delay first pitch cuz they thought that rain was imminent. Yes. By around the time first pitch was originally scheduled and then the rain never happens and then they're like, "Oh, well, uh you know, here we are two and a half hours later, but we're gonna start the game. First pitch, first pitch, nine o five. What? <laughs> we're, an e- a- we're an East Coast team starting at nine o five. What are we doing, <laughs> dog? Don't you know Metro don't stay open that late now?
0: <laughs> My car's a shady Grove. What the
1: hell? And, I mean, and that's a whole nother story. The whole Metro not staying open for Nationals. Yeah, having
0: the audacity to be like, well, they can always use Uber. No mother, <laughs> we, we can't use Uber. We took Metro. I the hell am gonna get Uber all the way back to like my, where my my car is parked at,
1: knowing that Uber hikes their prices up during that during those times too.
0: I mean, just I, I'm, I'm still that's one of those things that's you know what you know. I uh, there's a yeah. lot so, you know. What, I know the the ridership is down with Metro. You know that's what you can call that karma in a sense because see they didn't look out for the they didn't look out for the people you know they wanted to cut. You know, especially on weekends, like Friday night, Saturday. Night. You remember when like Metro used to be open until like three mm-hmm. thirty. It was like that was like fantastic. You know, what I mean, you know how many nights I've stumbled, stumbled onto Metro drunk, may or may not have thrown up in the seat next to me.
1: And and I mean that's a good thing because at least you didn't stumble to your car drunk and drive home drunk.
0: And threw up in my car or out the car.
1: Uh, the, you, know, you know, the third you know, part,
0: you know. The... I mean, for those, I mean, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to get, you know, not trying to get people sick. I'm sorry. I apologize for that, you know. May, may have or may not. And not you know, not dry snitching here. But there may have been one time where it was like, all right, I had too much to drink and got on the train and then, you know, got kind of motion sickness and, you know, no one else was on the train. So it's all like, well, look here, you know, I'm sweating and, you know, things going to happen. Speaking of sweat, right, I was at a friend's house recently and I normally don't ever eat at this person's house because the way to keep their house is not really conducive to my eating habits. Meaning, meaning, you know, they're not really they don't keep the place clean, and I've seen some things throughout the years. That I'm like, nah, I'm cool. So, this one particular time, I actually went over there, and like they've they, they've got their acts together and all that stuff, and they were cooking something. And I was kind of hungry. Actually, I was really hungry. And they're like, "Hey, Carlos, you want to get? Uh, you want something to eat?" And I said, "At first, I said no, and then I said, well, what you cooking? We got some collard greens, we got some mac and cheese, fresh out the oven, and we just got this um these chicken tenders just made.'" I said, "All right, I'll, I'll grab. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how ch- chicken tenders. I don't. I wasn't the chef. I wasn't the chef. All right, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I was not the chef. All right, I was just hungry." Okay, so it's out of that, i go to 7-Eleven. And in retrospect, I probably should have went to 7-Eleven. So I go run to the uh, restaurant to wash my hands whatever, and like my food is out there on the plate. So I got the tenders, I got the collard greens, and I have the mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, collard greens, everything looks good. Mac and cheese look really good. I tried the collard greens first. Collard greens was actually really good. Well seasoned, not bad. I went through the mac and cheese. Same thing, pretty good. So we're talking and having a conversation. I take a bite into the tenders. Tenders were cooked. Well cooked. No, took a couple bites. Eating talking. And like two minutes later, like literally two minutes later, I started feeling nauseous. Like really nauseous. Oh, boy. I started sweating. And like my vision kind of got a little... My vision actually got got kind of blurry. It was like a weird, it was was kind of weird where I wasn't sure if I was going to pass out or be sick, but I felt like I was going to be sick because like all of a sudden, like I just felt really, really nauseous and like my equilibrium was like off. Okay. And so I said, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. Oh, okay, Cool so i go to the bathroom and literally i'm ready to put my face into the toilet you know i'm like and i just started flashing water on my face because i'm like what is going on here like wow all of a sudden i'm sick and then i said to myself i wasn't sick before i started eating and i bit into that that tender and i immediately got like this whatever this was hit me like a sack of like a sack of bricks and i'm like about the earl and so i try to come back down as i go back into the uh, living room think i'm okay they ask me if i'm all right oh yeah cool and so we're talking they're talking whatever but i'm still kind of like eh not feeling right right and then it hits me again i'm like oh my god i think i'm really be sick so i so i had to politely say and they don't listen to the show so it's it's fine <laughs> i politely say hey uh, you might if I because I didn't really finish after that. I couldn't eat anymore. So whatever I I bit into, got me uneasy, and I feel like I'm about to like have a horrible situation here. I said, "Hey, do me a favor. Can you wrap this food up for me? Like, like take it home with me?" Oh yeah, sure. Would you Would you let me down? <laughs> hey, we can get you some more food. We got a lot of food here. We can, you know fix you know. You know, fix your to go plate. Nope, I'm good. Uh no, it's no problem. It's no problem at all, Carl. It's no problem. All right, sure. Let's wrap it up. All right, cool. So they wrap it up. <laughs> but all right, so check it out. Now this is the key. Remember I told you I went to the bathroom the first time around when they were preparing the food for me. This time around, I'm sitting at the table. Now he has a spoon for the mac and cheese, he has a spoon for the collard greens. You know how this person uh grabs these tenders? Oh no. With their bare hands.
1: Oh. Oh god.
0: <laughs> I said, "Well, there's why I'm feeling kind of
1: kind of off." Oh. I don't know. I can't I'm trying to remember the last time I had something that gave me that feeling immediately after. It was probably I think I had now I don't wanna I don't wanna blame this place because I think it was what I ate before, but it's one of those things where it was the last thing you ate. So because it was the last thing you ate, you're sour to it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're you're scarred because yeah. it was the last thing that you you had before you got sick. The last, there was one day I had, I ate Chipotle, and then later in the day, after eating Chipotle, I had Sweet Frog. You know where where Sweet Frog is? Uh, That yogurt place? Sweet Frog is one of those frozen yogurt places. Uh, Frozen yogurt places are not really like, they're not really what they were, say, like four or five years ago four or five years ago they were like popping up everywhere oh yeah there was a different (laughs) yeah there was a different frozen yogurt place on every street corner that you can think of uh but i had sweet frog and probably like within 20 minutes after me finishing eating some sweet frog i got the sickest that i think i ever been i mean it kind of similar what you were saying i i remember just like my stomach was just instantly sore vision was getting out of whack Uh, my head was throbbing i didn't know what was going on i ended up like hurling my guts out and that was the last thing i had was sweet frog so to this day i can't go back to sweet frog because i feel like i feel like if i walk in and see sweet frog i'm just gonna (laughs) all the memories are gonna come back (laughs) i'm gonna feel sick again
0: it, it literally like i like i said i literally i bit into it and um I was just like, all of a sudden, I was sitting there, and I was like, "Wait, why do I feel like hot all of a sudden? Like, why I feel like I'm getting like hot and like sweaty, and like I feel like my temperature is rising up really fast."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" First of all, I was scared. because I was like, "Wait, am I about to have like a like a am I about to have like a stroke or something like that?" Because like my my vision got blurry, and I was like, I was like really like kind of like, you know. Really like kind of but then I checked my pulse, and my my pulse is fine so it's not like it's not like my heart rate is went up, but it's like but it, it it was bad, and then once I saw like the culprit not wash their hand and I saw them touching everything else, I was like, oh my God, who knows what they touch before they touch my food or how this food was prepared, or you know thankfully I didn't like, as a matter of fact, I was so sick. I, I asked my friend, hey, do me a favor because I couldn't, I damn near couldn't drive.
1: Damn. That I was, really put you out.
0: I was really that concerned. I was like, I don't think I can drive. Because they, they, they saw me, like, so something's not right with, um, with Carlos over here. Hey, you, you. And I didn't, didn't want to say anything about the food. I didn't want to say that.
1: Yeah, of course. You're trying to be a gentleman.
0: <clears throat> but I said, hey, do me a favor. I'm going to drive to the corner store. Do me a favor and give me um, some Gatorade and some Pepno-Bismol. And that's what they did. You know, I took the Pepno-Bismol. We talked for a little bit and I settled my stomach and I went home. So look here, just have, if you're to offer people food, one, keep have a clean spot for one.
1: Yes, that's very important.
0: <laughs> and two, use silverware to like, serve served food. All right. again I've been to and it's my own fault because I've been there when they I don't want to say too much I, I can't say too much <laughs> I've seen <clears throat> i seen Tom and Jerry running around the house oh at, no as, as as they were preparing food and so you know and i seen Jerry in particular <laughs> one time in one of the pots they were getting ready to cook oh. and so you know and I just kept my mouth shut I'm like look here. I, I, I'm not every... But that particular day when I decided to eat is the reason why I said I'm not going to eat there. Yikes. <laughs> now, Darius, you know I'm a huge DMX fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I... If people at my job know I'm a huge DMX fan. So it pained me to... Um, just hear the news about him ODing and now, to be honest, is fighting for, clinging to his life.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> extremely, extremely sad, extremely like heartbreaking. Uh, if you haven't known, if you don't know by now, which I'm not sure how, you wouldn't know uh, DMX od Friday morning <clears throat> at his house suffered a heart attack and he's currently on life support in a vegetative state. So which is not good. It is is worse than not good. It is very grim. And so I believe I believe um this family had to make a decision and that decision could be within the next twenty four hours. You know what they're gonna do. And so um uh, <clears throat> but we're not gonna talk so much about His current situation but we're going to talk more about the artist the person you know and just celebrate his life while he's still on this earth with us you know man dmx is literally there's there's been some rappers who like as a kid i was like man these guys are like they these guys i would never want to run into in the streets (laughs) snoop dogg was one of them Back the, young, the young snoop dog i was like nah i don't want to be i don't want to ever be in the streets with this dude and dr dre nwa dr dre i was like nah i'm not i'm not, I'm not rocking these dudes dmx was the next deal. i was like nah this dude this dude is ferocious man i don't want no part i want no problem with dmx whatsoever this dude you see this man this video this man seems like he's about this life the next life and the life after that that man doesn't want he i don't want no smoke
1: yeah he definitely might rank up there as one of the most intimidating rappers especially during that time period uh the, yeah the 90s early 2000s uh, he, he's he's up there he's and, and it's it's not it's not even just uh it's not even just his his physical appearance and his demeanor it's it's his his voice and his rapping style too uh you know the he does he does the deep voice inflection when he raps and he does he has that menacing bark that signature bark to, to start off a lot of his songs and albums it, it, you know and then he he was in you know he was involved in movies he was an actor as well he was in belly and a couple other films it, 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 uh, you're right he's he definitely was one of the more intimidating rap, rapper figures during that time Cause
0: like I don't think anyone's gonna sit here and be like, oh Jay Z was intimidating. Jay Z was not. No. Jay Z no, no. was never too. <laughs> Joe Campbell was not intimidating. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, oh, that's not nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that,
0: that's not my words. You know the the people put that.
1: <laughs> you didn't have to repeat it though. Good lord.
0: Uh, well, Joe, you know.
1: Joe Cam will come buy you, uh, buy you, and and everything you own in the, you get that right. the snap yeah. of a finger. You get that right.
0: yeah, 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 absolutely right. <laughs> Hell, his daughter will buy buy me shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like I'm sitting here and thinking about, you know, all the songs. Like, the first time I ever heard about DMX was um, the, the song get get at me, dog.
1: Get at and, me, dog.
0: I mean, that's first all, that's a. Tough record. That record is hard. I mean, that record is so hard. It's like we talk about songs in the club that goes can start a fight. That's one of them. That's one song that can start a fight. The other song, well not may not start a fight, but start getting people rowdy is of course the Rough Rider Anthem.
1: Oh yeah, I was gonna say you better you better mention the Rough Rider Anthem.
0: But so, the Rough Rough Riders Anthem, man. that was like that was it. And that's actually Swiss Beats first um I think that's like his first um track.
1: That's a name I haven't heard in a long time, Swiss Beats.
0: Oh, he's still around no, he's
1: still around. I know man. he's still around, but you know, he he's has not been... you know, he had a he had a stretch where he was a a common face. Like he had his own records and stuff that he was
0: I don't know why he yeah, that was like yeah, yeah I was like I was like no Swiss keep stick to the beats, buddy. No
1: you ain't like it's me snitches. Oh yeah, forget about this song. It was all right. See? Come on, man. It was okay. I mean he
0: was, was all right, you know. Even though DMX, you know, but you know, the Rough Riders' anthem was great. I love. I to really like the remix to Rough Riders' anthem, um, and they have the whole crew, the whole Rough Riders crew. Cause that's back when, like, like you know, rappers still had like their clicks. Yeah, Rockefeller. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rough Riders. Hell, uh Cash Money and um, Rough Riders had a whole. Uh, no, was it Cash Money and Rough Riders? No, it was Rockefeller and Rough Riders had a whole tour together.
1: Oh my gosh, how legendary yeah. that must
0: have been! Am I get, am I, I remembering that because like, they did a documentary on that called Backstage? So Rockefeller and Rough Riders. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's pretty sure that was on uh, the tour. There, there's a movie, there's a documentary called Backstage, which is basically um, documents like the tour, which is a very it was actually really good for his time, and you know it tells you like discuss like the behind the scenes what goes on behind the scenes with like these guys, but <sighs> Yeah, man, it was like, like I I always wanted to see DMX live. My mom was not gonna let me see DMX, you know. So, you know, um, my favorite song from DMX is "Slipping." Good jam, I,
1: yeah. Which it's I believe,
0: which I believe is off his first album, which is "Flesh is My Flesh, Blood is My Blood," which is like in '98. Which he, he dropped two albums in '98. He dropped two albums in '98. Yes, in '98, "Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood." And then later on in 98, in 98 is It's Dark and Hell is Hot.
1: Uh, yeah. Dang, those came out in the same year? The same year. Those are two good-ass albums that came up in the same calendar year. That's insane. That's unheard of. These
0: days. Yeah, no one does that. Yeah, nobody does that. And he dropped he dropped both of those joints in 98. So, like, I think um, in, so yeah, in 98, I was in eighth grade. And I remember this kid, um, this kid named Daniel. He was like, we were in the like art class. He was like, hey, Carl, have you heard that DMX song? No DMX song. No, the the album, "Such My Flesh, Blood Is My Blood." He kept saying that over and over. <laughs> I had no idea. Who, I had no idea who he was talking about. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think Daniel. I think Daniel was from like. I think he was from Korea. I think he was. I forget where he was from. He was like. He was rapping in that joint. Like I don't know what. And so that album came out, and then it's "Dark and Hell Is Hot," which is my personal favorite. Yeah, have hmm. like, anthem. No, how we go down. We got get at me, dog. We got. Oh yes, yeah, stop being greedy.
1: Where's how it goes down? I can't. How remember. it goes down. How it goes down was how yeah. how it's going down. That, yeah. that was on his dark and hell is hot. Yeah, yeah, thank, thank, thank you, yeah. thank you,
0: <clears throat> So yeah, um, I mean at that point, man, he was just on fire. That that man was, and then like even like some of his features, he's on Jay Z's um. Uh, money, cash, Hoes.
1: Um, the Great Depression was good too. We right here, yeah. Could we be, Could we be?
0: yeah, <laughs> right. They, they don't go. know. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: and I guess I think his most mainstream song is like up in here. Y'all yeah, call me. Uh, my
1: party up. Yeah, that was on, and then there was X. Oh wow! And then there was X had party up, and it had what. What these, oh, yeah, want. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit it out later. But what uh, they what they really want, there we go. That's what, what they really
0: want with, uh, with uh, Cisco, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he, he had some hits, he did. I mean, he had a, a strong early odds,
1: and, and he, that was from the late 90s into the early 2000s. So yeah. It was a good stretch, you
0: know, and in between there, he was doing movies. Which most people, so like, we'll talk about his movies in a second here. We are actually we're here to talk about it like right now. But if you go on YouTube, especially those who don't know how big DMX was, go on YouTube and look up the Rough Riders Anthem when he performs at the uh, 99 Woodstock, like Woodstock 99, which are like on MTV. He's in his um, red overalls, red Tim's. And like, it's a sea of folks that goes for like, I don't know. For miles and miles, and they are all just, I guess, um, mosh p- pitting and um, and just like this jamming to like the rough the Rough Riders anthem.
1: It was a sight to see, to be honest. I actually didn't know his filmography was as deep as it is. I remember Cra- Cradle to the Grave. I remember I remember Romeo Must Die. I remember Exit Wounds. Uh, I remember, of course, Belly. Never <sighs> Never Die Alone. But then he's got some other ones in here that I didn't even know about. Uh It looks like he was in a Fast and Furious ripoff called yes, Fast I, and Fierce Death Race. <laughs> apparently, that's a silent movie. Wow. No yeah. way. I think his first movie is Belly with
0: uh, Nas, which everybody talks about. Depending on who you ask. Some, some people say, oh, it's a good movie. Some people say it's a bad movie. Some people say it's a good, bad movie. But Belly... When it first came out, it was like, oh, man, we got to see Belly because you, know, you got Nas, you got DMX, you got T-Boss from TLC in it. Hype Williams, who's a very popular uh, video director, he's doing a movie. It's shot like a, a music video, which
1: is not a good look. <laughs> That's a bad, bad, bad look. Yeah, I haven't seen Belly in years, but I do wonder if it holds up now. Nah, I, yeah, I, I, your, your reaction is definitely making me think that it doesn't.
0: I, I think it it was on Netflix not too long ago, and I remember I watched. I tried watching. It, I was like, no, no, no. This is this is no, no.
1: Yeah, Belly was his Belly was his first his first film uh, that he was in, and that was in 1998.
0: Yes. Now Romeo Must Die, even though he has a very small part in Romeo Must Die, he was one. He was one of the bright spots of that movie. Also, mm. like Ro- Romeo Must Die is a good movie. It, mm-hmm. you know I, I haven't gone back the reason i haven't gone back to *Roman must die because mainly because aaliyah because like you know aaliyah holds a special place in my heart so it's like it's hard for me to go back to that movie you know because she act, she her actor was so good in that movie and it's so natural she wouldn't do any singing like some other actress that that's all they can do in movies she was actually playing her role and so who are you, who are you throwing shade at i'm not throwing shade at nobody <laughs>
1: interesting
0: so <laughs> Then they're not coming at my mentions. they are not going to be coming at my mentions or whatever. You know?
1: Oh, I know who you're talking about. You know. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I know, you know. yeah. I don't I don't even want to endorse you saying that.
0: On, yeah, yeah, but you agree backs. but 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 you agree with me. Oh.
1: Uh, yes, you agree.
0: You agree. Moving moving on.
1: <laughs> uh which
0: one was excellent? Was that with Steve Seagal or was that yeah. the one with um uh, David Arquette? The one of the movie David Arquette and Michael Ely and DMX are in a movie where DMX is like a drug dealer No, nah, this one was
1: with Steven Seagal. this one was with Steven Seagal.
0: which one was uh which one was with Michael Ely and David Arquette because DMX is a drug dealer who gets killed but like the movie is a back it goes backwards where dmX where David Arquette is like listening to a recording of DMX being a drug dealer or drug lord serving out heroin to like like all these girls and all this nonsense. Like DMX was like a, not a good character in that movie at all. He was like a horrible person in that movie. Mm. Never Die Alone or? That is, yeah, it was Never
1: Die Alone with David Arquette, Michael Ely. Yep.
0: He's had, he had, you know, a little a run of like, he had a whole bunch of movies. That was during that era where like rappers were like popping up left and right in movies. Yeah. Not all, not all the movies were good, but you know, he, you know, he did a thing. So the last, so let me tell you what, the first time I ever saw DMX, was at the Bad Boy reunion tour. This is like two thousand, maybe Oh,
1: Shit, sure. that's pretty recent.
0: Yeah, and so I, I went. You know, me, me and the girls. They at the time we went. You know, for the bad, still my favorite concert I've ever been to at this point. I've been to a lot of concerts. That's still by hands down is my favorite concert. And like normally during like those on the Bad Boy reunion tour, depending on what city you're in, they're gonna be like a special guest. Like, like down in Atlanta, like Mary J. Blige popped up, but for DC, DMX popped up. And this is my first time seeing DMX. And like he did like three songs. And I was I lost my shh, right? And I was just like, I can't believe I'm seeing DMX in person. So i like, man, I would love to see him when he, you know, do like a solo tour or whatever. So fast forward to like maybe two years ago, he went back on tour. And he was coming to the Fillmore. And so you know our, our friend of um, the podcast, Parita?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I hit her up and said, hey, you want to go to this um, DMX show? And he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll go. Let's go.
1: I, we like I remember when y'all went
0: yeah and so we went to the show you know we pre-game we got, we got down to the film more and I, I think i told this story on the show before but i was so excited to see him i think the crowd was buzzing and he was about two hours
1: late i do remember this i definitely remember you telling us this story in the studio
0: he was two hours oh late. man and people started to because it was a sunday night also if yeah. one thing if was if one thing was a Friday night or a Saturday night, but it's a Sunday night, people gotta work the next day. It's not like it's a Sunday night and tomorrow's Memorial Day, you know. Right. It's like, no, you know, it's like it's a Sunday night. And like there were people who left. They said, Now I'm gonna get my money back. And so when he finally pops up on stage, the energy in the room is just kind of just flat because we've been waiting for like two hours. It's like, what the hell were you doing? And at this point, I don't know. I'm not sure if he was maybe he was in the area yet, or I'm not sure what he was doing. You know, I'm not we not gonna speculate. But I was just so disappointed And the show. His show was great. His show was great. The energy was great. He gave the energy. I mean, everything was good. Like he looked healthy. Yeah, he, like, he like he had like a little beer gut. He like just you know looked just <laughs> you know like he been eating like he we just he just did like verses with um what who he did the verses with uh what is, his verses it was him and was it uh him and snoop
1: yes it was with snoop
0: yeah and that was one of you know one of the verses i actually sat back and watched from beginning to end it was like i was i was i was into it from the get-go you know he was doing his little two-step i mean it was it was all love he was doing he was he was he was on stage for like you know a good hour and a half or whatever he he did his you know did his thing and i I was just like damn man i just wish he would have been on time and now, like, like I think about this, and I'm like, geez, I, again, I'm not saying that he was, like, I'm not gonna sit here and speculate that he was high or whatever. But like, you know, if if cause he he talks about him having like struggling with drug addiction, It says he he, he said in an interview where the first time he ever uh, did crack was it was like laced in his weed, and apparently apparently it's called a, a woody. I uh, had to I had to go ask around, um, so so for some like. Uh, I know a few people are like, recovering also from mm-hmm. substance abuse. And they're like, yeah, it's called Woody. And it was like, all right, you, you know, it, it's not, it's not, it won't get hit you as fast as it would if you like, you know, doing doing that particular drug, like the old fashioned way, you know, with a pipe, mm-hmm. this, this one, apparently that one comes, hits you a little bit more slower. And he gets really emotional about it when he talks about it in interviews. And so, and like, even when he said like, you know, even if you don't, he said, even if you don't do drugs, you still get the problem you know if you have a drug problem you you're gonna always have a drug problem so it really does uh pains me that like you know he couldn't you know he was still struggling with that and like at this point he would you know he would use him to the point where like you know his heart gave out you know so it's, it's really it's really just um it's sad because again i'm i'm a big fan of him even you saw that video where he uh he's on a slingshot with his daughter no you know you know the, the little the little slingshot ride where they put you in like slingshot and then launch you in the air oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so he's there's a video of him and his daughter and like you know he's telling his daughter don't don't be scared we got you got you like you know he's in his dmx voice you You know know?
1: what i did see that video today yeah i actually did see it It popped up on my twitter feed today i guess you know people were going down memory lane
0: yeah you know and it it was a good video it was like you know he's holding his daughter hand the entire time like which he's a better man than me but like i guess if i had a kid too and like i I'll probably be doing the same thing without hoping hoping to God I don't pass out three thousand feet in the air. <laughs> you know. But you know, it's just you know, seeing a lot of stuff about him now is just like, you know, in this like, you know, you look back, especially if you're like in your early 30s or even forties, DMX, especially if you like at that point when DMX was really hot, you like in middle school and high school, like DMX like played a big role in like your your middle life, especially if you're into hip hop. So um, it's it's very much, you know, it's very tough to hear, you know, to, to see this happen and the way it's happening. And I'm very thankful that I was able to see him live, you know, for one, like, at least, like, I will have been cool with, like, that one, at, that time at, you know, the Bad Boy Reunion Tour, like, he just popped up. But the fact that I actually went to his show, even though it was two hours late, but he, you know, he did his thing and he was, you know, like, it was, he did all his hits. He did all his hits straight, all of them. And so I'm thankful for that you know, and I will always have that memory. I'm probably gonna post something on that. I might, even post, I might post something, you know, depending on what happens in the next couple of days, some probably share a couple of those uh, pictures. Cause I was up there really close. I'm pretty close to you know DMX. Not not like as if we were friends, but like close <laughs> to take a picture, <laughs> I don't
1: wanna, I don't wanna,
0: <laughs> you know, I don't know Earl Simmons like that, but you know, so, uh, we know, we pray for you uh, DMX and, you know, his family and, you know, keep them in your thoughts and prayers.
1: Uh, what can I follow you at uh, I can be followed at the underscore game 8 6 on Twitter on Instagram on YouTube and on Twitch as your new as a newly uh, found Twitch affiliate
0: well you know you know exactly what you need to follow you need to follow me at that and you need to follow the Yap account at yes another pod and if you want to be on the show and you don't feel like DM us via social media you can email us at yes another podcast at gmail.com so until next time out.